Welcome to The Cure for a Cure for Wellness, Episode 3, with Gordon Myhan, Jean-Michel Kalish, and Ariana Martinez in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, where are we in this film? Scene 3, which is a doozy. It's actually pretty short. <laughs> but it's packed. Like, like every like scene. Like all moments. So in this particular scene, we see... Lockhart getting off of the train and then into another vehicle on his way to the wellness center. So the final, the final bit of the trek up there and we meet a delightful driver. (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, in, in, in Rico. Um, and he is, I guess the standard driver for people arriving at the wellness center. So his job seems to be purely to pick people up from the train station and bringing them up to the wellness center, which either means that like they have a lot of clients Mm. that are like constantly coming in or like he works seldomly. Um, But he makes it sound like lots of people. Right. But he also says that nobody, he he only ever drives them up the mountain. Right. People, People rarely come back down. Right. Which I guess like, I know it's a movie and so it's like full of like foreboding, but that's like really, that's like really, really obvious. Then, like, what does Enrico think is happening there? Like, old people go there to die. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh my oh. god. They're sucking their essence out of it. <laughs> but like, that's even referenced later on in this exact scene. Right, because this is sort of juxtaposed to another scene, which is a flashback where he goes and sees his mother before he leaves on this trip. At this point in the film, we're still going. Back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Flashbacks, We're on still... flashbacks on flashbacks That's on right. flashbacks. Yeah. Also, Enrico doesn't really have... It's like, it's like a solid business model. Like, no. if he's like, if he's only driving people up to the sanatorium, and he's never driving anybody down. And there's like, sure, we get there soon, and there's a lot of people there. But like, let's say that... What, what is he driving, like, four people up a month? Yeah. So what? what is the sanatorium paying him? Right. Oh, oh, that's interesting. I kind of just thought like he was a like a driver for a company, and he was the one designated to do it. But you think like you think that he's, <laughs> he's an employee by the sanitarium? Well, it's like okay. So the line exactly is: you do a lot of the driving for the sanitarium. Sanitarium. We should. Okay. Is is it sanatorium or sanitarium? It's it's spelled terium in this script. But also his name's Castorp in this script. So sanitary terrarium. Terrarium. You do a lot of the driving for the sanitarium. All the driving. Every week. Every week. Never mind. <laughs> you pick, okay, so he picks up people every week. Every week. But then, okay, different different problem going on. Yeah. His, business, his business model is fine. But then if he's <laughs> driving people up there every week, and Does there isn't... Want, a, okay, yes. so they obviously pay him hush money then. But then why is he having this, he's so this conversation with, with, with Lockhart? There should be thousands and thousands of people up that mountain that yeah. he's driven up there. If he's driving people up every week. If he's driving even one person a week, that's 52 <laughs> people a year. And like, we, we go there. They don't even, they don't have like, what do they have? If that, if that's in turn, that, that place has been there for like decades and decades and decades, like centuries that like, that, like they talk about at least, mm-hmm. at least there being a community up there for a long time. 
So even if he's okay, so if he has a girlfriend <laughs> that this. he married, right, which is not a, in the movie, a Swiss girlfriend that he found, he refers to himself as a poor Mexican boy who meets a beautiful round Swiss girl. Not in the movie, but, but in the it's script. in the script. <laughs> so he moves there. So obviously he's been doing this a while. There should be so many people up there if he's not bringing any of them back down. Mm-hmm. It's maybe also worth noting, like upon first watch, I. I don't know if I missed it, but I didn't know where the sanitarium was, like, situated on Earth. Um, uh, and maybe I just missed it. But so when we're in the car with Enrico, I thought we were in South America, like, from the or the rest of the film on. And so for... That's like... that's they, they go to town at one point, and there are these, like, German punks, and I was super confused about where we were. Because the accents up on the hill are, like, this vague... Um, the, the Jason Isaac who plays Vollmer talks about his accent at one point and says that he went for this like vague accent, this like this accent that spans time. Um, and so I had a, a really hard time figuring out where we were, which is just on my, I just, I just, I just made a mistake at the very beginning of the film and then was thrown for a loop the whole rest of the movie. It was only until the second time I watched it that I was like, Oh, we actually do know where this is. I thought it was part of the world. That That's we really in interesting. This, yeah. Well, because as soon as he gets off the train, like you see, you see the like the Swiss architecture. Yes. Yes. Very clearly. <laughs> yes. And then also all of the so all of the guests at the sanitarium are from all over. I mean, some mm-hmm. of them speak, some of them are British, some of them are American, whatever. Like that's where the rich people are from. Um, but then all of the employees either don't speak English mm-hmm. or are speaking German. In my memory, they all have British accents, but obviously that's not real. <laughs> that's so not that, real. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But the other thing that ties into this, and this comes up in the scene for the first time, is this like, oh, what is the reality of this? Because we get off the train, he gets in the cab, he gets driven up, he has this conversation with Enrico, and then we flash back to... I didn't know my father. Wait, that's yeah. not what he says. Something like that. Something like that. He's like, Enrico's like, I Daddy worked hard issues. like my dad. And then, yeah, we learn about Okay, but talking about that for a second. <laughs> he says, uh, I don't go in for spas and that kind of thing. I work for a living like my father. Hey, like, you drive people up a hill once a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> sir. <laughs> none, of this, none of this spa what's, stuff. Yeah, like, what's like, like you, daddy that's always like, That's the dream. I wish that I could, like, make a living driving somebody up a hill once a week mm-hmm. so so we have that and then we flash back to sort of his like yeah we have this like exit line of i didn't know my dad and then we flash to his mother in a um an old folks home and in the script it's her birthday um the, the final final edit of the film there's one shot that has a piece of cake in it push to the farthest <laughs> corner of the table <laughs> So there's like a little oh Easter egg in there that it's her her birthday. But also, if it's her birthday and you're going there to see her, like what did you bring her the present that you got your new hot secretary to get? Like what? <laughs> right. Right. He says. Oh yeah, that's the like, first. Oh, by yeah. the way, it's your mother's birthday. Oh, get her something. Would you like get her something? Would you like what? If you're going, then why don't you just do that? Hmm. Lock it. Come on. Right. Maybe he doesn't know what she likes. She obviously likes porcelain dolls and figurines. Right, because when we when we get to the 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 uh, old folks' home, she's painting porcelain dolls, 
which is set up in a way that's like, oh, this is a very normal thing. Like he even says, like, oh, another another porcelain doll. Doesn't seem like doesn't seem like a super casual hobby to like paint porcelain dolls that are worked into straight up working music boxes. Mm. That seems a little bit elaborate for um, a woman in her like. It, yeah, in her, like, what, seven? Well, she's, like, obviously, like, really old. She can't take care of herself. That's right. why she's in right. home. That's right, yeah. Um, he starts commenting on the 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 doll that's being painted. And it's this dancing ballerina. And she has her eyes closed. And there's this, like, weird back and forth about, like, why are the eyes closed? And then she says, which is, for me, like, the first, like, oh, okay, there's a bit of magic in this world. Mm. And... And she says, oh, no, she's dreaming. And he's like, well, she's dancing. He's like, yeah, but that's because she doesn't know that she's dreaming. Which, to me, like, whatever, 15 minutes into the movie, I'm like, oh, this is, this whole movie is a, is a dream. Like, we're going to pull, we're going we're gonna to pull that card. And so everything for the like, next, like, 20 minutes for me is, like, trying to figure out this dream reality that we're in. Right. Which is why I was justifying <laughs> the fact that we went to North, like we went to South right. America, Bridge. but then we're in the Alps all of a sudden. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then there's, we're in this like dreamscape then. So like anything is possible. Um, Which we do find out is the case, not the dreamscape, but the anything being possible. <laughs> right. Yeah. Spoilers. If you're watching up to this point, we're not in the dream. Yeah. And anything is possible. So, so I guess if we're just pulling back a little bit, yeah. then it's just like, his mom's just a little eccentric. Right, because she even says, he says like, oh, I'll come visit with you when I come back. And she has this like... You're not coming back. Yeah, this like prophetic line <laughs> But of not like, like that. She, guys, guys, she doesn't say it like that. But she might as well. Yeah, it's like a, it's a prophetic line. It seems like she is able to, she knows something else. And that's, I guess, a trope, that's a trope in, like, films and stories, like, the older person closer to death, like, in between the veils, Mm. um, is able to kind of predict what's happening. And really, this is, like, we've had this moment, we've had the kid drawing a a devil in, like, the the glass on the train. So we're really set up for, like, okay, something supernatural is going to happen at this, um... Curious Center. <laughs> yeah, the Curious Center. The Curious Center. Um, which is kind of true, I guess, but we'll get to that next year. Uh, <laughs> is anything else? What else happens in this? It's that quick drive with Enrico and that quick talk with Mother. Oh, the computer. Right. We have to talk about the computer. The computer dies. Right. But right. it doesn't just die. Right, it like glitches out. Yeah. <laughs> it like suddenly has zero battery. Just make the computer die. Why does it have this like weird glitchy and then like a like a zero percent right like, bat- low battery? Like my computer's never done that, and I've I've ridden it right till the end. This this the 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 screen turns into like the opening sequence of Digimon, where it's like <laughs> there's all these like overlapping pixels and like images are popping up, and and it, it happens, and he's like. Oh, then, one? <laughs> I wish this was a different movie where where where, gets, where a Digimon yeah, he gets sucked into the computer. It's like, oh shit! I thought this was like a world. thriller, but it's actually just Digimon, Digimon the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like again, you're setting up for this fantastical, magical world, right? Where. Um, we, we get up the hill and all of a sudden technology doesn't work anymore. So he's cut off from the rest of the world. 
Because when we're up there, we feel like we're in a whole different time period. Mm-hmm. The, there's no modern technology that I can remember. Like, there are, like, phones and stuff, but they, they all seem like landlines. And, and they all have cords. Yeah. yeah. And he has to, like, go down the mountain to, like, make a call. Right. That's right. Maybe maybe because, like, maybe they actually say that, like, the like phones and stuff don't work on the mountain. But if think, that's true, why? I think I think that is, yeah, they mentioned that. <laughs> and this it's different between not getting service and your computer exploding right like you don't you don't like not you don't reach a point where you have no service and your computer like deletes everything and and falls apart mm. um unless you got a windows updating to windows 10 am i right nice <laughs> take that <laughs> that happened to me <laughs> updated my windows 7 computer to a windows 10 and like race it erased race everything oh <laughs> yeah. shit Cautionary tale, everyone. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> so maybe maybe that maybe that's what happened to Lockhart. He had an update pending, but it like didn't really finish up until he got off the train. Mm. Just can handle it. Okay, I really want to get to the sanitarium, so uh, I'm, we're gonna keep watching. Yeah. Just give us a second here. Wait, I'm doing a typewriter. What are you doing? Oh, I thought there was just like generic, like uh, sci-fi sounds. I guess I was. I guess I was doing like a robot at first, right? Like I was doing beep boops, and then I changed anyway. Because for me, but that's like it's, it's magic. How editing works, right? It's me praising you right now. <laughs> um, somebody throws like a bottle at the car. The bottle smashes on the car, and Enrico, like, swears at the the kids in German, and then also in Spanish, and then uh, the kid grabs his crotch in return. Oh, yeah, that does happen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, which he gives no explanation, doesn't say, like, doesn't say anything about it, but then Lockhart's like, friendly bunch. And then Enrico explains that the the regular... Citizens of this area. Yeah, like, I say regular, yeah. like, like not the rich people that have flown in to go to the spa. Yeah, don't like, don't like the people up at the wellness center. Mm. And he asks why. Clogger, it's like, why is that? And, and in the movie, Enrico doesn't say anything. They, they just cut to later. But in the script, Enrico says history. And and to be fair, in the movie, it's like a pause. And then we he tells the story, which is about the Baron. He tells the history. He tells the history. In this, we get a condensed version that is like, you don't need to know the details. History. We'll give you some exposition later. Hmm. Yeah, the exposition given in this movie um, definitely takes place in like a different way than it does in the script. Like, in the script, we didn't talk about this, but like, <laughs> in the script, we've already seen the scene where Lockhart's dad jumps off the bridge. Mm-hmm. And that does not... We get bits and pieces of that throughout the movie. And, and, and like, so that's one thing. Uh, yeah, that, that little monologue that Enrico is about to give about the history, about the Baron and his wife and the townspeople burning the castle down. I think you mean his sister. <sighs> yeah, I think we need to... Can we get into this? Because there are so many different versions of this story that are told and revealed, like oh, this wasn't really true, we've found new information, and really it's this. What is the version that we start off with? 
Enrico explains that the Baron, at the time, 200 years ago, was so obsessed with keeping his bloodline pure that the only person he felt he was able to continue that bloodline and conceive with was his own sister. Gotcha. Obviously, the people were not into that, and so they decided to chase him up the hill and into the catacombs, and they... They made him watch as they burned his sister alive, and then they burned the whole it's the whole area down right. to the ground. But that was two hundred years ago. And who? Like, I mean, like who? Who even is able to verify that? And wait, yeah. so that's why. <laughs> that's a good, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. Wait, no history. That's how history works. We no, know no, th- no. we know guys. We know things about two hundred years ago. Do we though? We know things about. Further than two other years ago. But do we, though? Yeah. I guess they have, like, documents. Do they, Why are we having this conversation, guys? That's that's literally what history is. Ariana doesn't believe in history. I just don't know that everything should be trusted. (laughs) Just because you can read it doesn't mean it's true. Welcome to The Cure for Cure for Wellness, our uh, conspiracy podcast, (laughs) in which we debunk well-known history. (laughs) In Ariana's defense, that story isn't true. That's, That's fucking right. Right? Like, there's there's more to it, as I, we find out later, like, as the movie goes on. I don't remember what that is. It's like, it's his, like, is it it's his, his daughter? It's his daughter, yeah. but, like, they didn't burn... The, there was a baby involved. Right. There was all... Re- so, okay. There's a baron, though. That's, that's for the Dan. The baron. That's for Dan. And all the town... So, okay. He... It's important to remember, he tells this story in response to why... The villagers hate the people who live on the castle. You know, because of the because he's such just baron, obviously Lockhart. But the baron is dead, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or is he? Or is oh, he? Yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah. but as far as the villagers know, the baron is dead. So why do they hate the people who live up on the hill? Maybe because the hill's cursed. I don't know. I love the idea of the hill being cursed. I wish. I was dude, so bad dude, the, the hill, hill was cursed. Dude, the hill is cursed. Have you seen this movie? But it's not really, though. Like, never in a way that, like, manifests fully. What? I, I guess the people down on the, like, the bottom of the hill don't like the top of the hill because, like, there's, like, weird stuff going on up there. That's what I got from, the like, watching the movie when, like, in the movie, Castorp is like, why don't, why don't, the villagers like the castle and like Enrico doesn't answer. I take that as like, because there's something shifty going on up there. Right. Yeah. And, and but he can't say anything because the hush money, which n- not confirmed, <laughs> but assumed. Remember how like, remember how you think this is, we'll jump ahead a little, whatever. It's our podcast. Yeah. We can do what we want. Do what we want. We go where we like, want. Enrico is in that crazy car accident and I assumed he died, but then later he's just he's at, at, he's at the bar yeah, he's and he's at the fine. Bar because he's he fine. drives one person up the hill once a week. He's got some fucking time to kill. Oh yeah. I can't wait to get to that scene where we hit that deer, that deer. Um, Okay, so so where are we right now? He he's just he's finished telling the tale. He's finished telling the, the tale of the bear, and he had a right. great timing because right when he finishes telling the story, they drive onto like the the I don't know the, 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 entrance. the entrance. That makes sense actually because Luckert's asks his question right, and then he gives like a dramatic beat, and then he knew it was because like the story only lasts like like 20 seconds <laughs> right, yeah. and and we're like 45 seconds away so he takes a nice nice long break and he's like 
We passed the gate. Okay, here we go. I can start telling yeah. the story, and I know right when I finish it, we're going to get to the, the yard. Because right, yeah. he tells the story every, every, for every mm-hmm. passenger, so every he's week. like... He's he's nailing it. He like he's got it down to a science. Right, and they do a little bit of editing, but like what really happens is like, why do all these people hate the hill? And he's like, hmm, huh. <laughs> well, we passed the gate. Okay, cool. So the Baron. Um, also, the gate. We get this. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk about that gate. There's eels on the gate. There's eels on the gate. And and when we... Okay, this is funny. When we were watching it just, like, now, just before this podcast, and you, like, exclaimed... (gasps) When you exclaimed because you figured something out, I thought it was because... And this this is what came into my head. It was like, oh, man, the eels are, like, shaped into, like... They look like their DNA. Oh, shit! That's pretty cool, too, though. That, 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 but that's what I thought you discovered. Honestly, that's probably what it is, and not the thing that Jean found. Jean's thing makes... Jean's thing makes sense. <laughs> so, so the, like, symbol of health, like, still, our symbol of, like, health care are the, like, two snakes around the staff, the Caduceus, I think, and it's, like, Hermes' staff. I could be wrong about that. That's That's what I remember. But, anyway, it's a symbol of, like... Of, like, feeling good and healthy. Right. So these eels are sort of like a perversion of that, right? Yeah. So, like, that that has made me a very happy man. Because I've literally wondered for the last, like, two years why there are fucking eels in this movie. And if it started off with the image of, like, whoa, what if we took, like... The symbol of, of, the of friend, friendly snakes and turn them into sinister eels. eels. Right, fair. Also, like if I had to fight a snake and I had to fight an eel, I'd probably fight an eel. No, it's just a wet snake. So it's slippery. Okay, guys, this is a bit of a this is a, this is a, a story, a tale from Jean's history. But I went fishing once with my dad, um, and. I, he was. I thought it was caught at the bottom of the lake, and he was like pulling on it, and uh, and then it started pulling back, and I was like, "Oh man, I caught something really big." Papa, I got one. Papa, I got one, and he was like, "No, that's the bottom of of the lake." And the so we started. The bottom of the lake doesn't pull back. Papa. And that's what I said. I said, "Papa, Papa, listen to me. Papa, why don't you ever listen to me? Papa, listen to my podcast and tell me." <laughs> So, so we start we start tugging on this on this stupid fishing rod and and we're like pulling together and it's this great like father son moment. My father is petrified of snakes, and so what comes out of the lake is this like this like like I don't know like five foot long. What? Yeah, this I'm a child at this point. What? This is how I remember it. Okay. I remember this like this this like snake as long as I am comes out of the the water and it's an eel and my dad throws the rod. And essentially, like, if he could have left me there to die, he would have. He's so afraid of snakes. And the the caretaker of this, like, shack that is a really sketchy fishing little pond. Um, and we were like, giant eel. He's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're in there. In fact, what happens is at night, they come out of the ponds next door and they slither through the grass to get to the pond. I thought I thought eels were, were, were purely... Um, water-based creatures, but at night they come out and they slither. That's not from true. one spot to another. Did you look that up? I didn't. Did you fact check that? This pond, this pond was a man-made pond with like fish, like fish put into it. And he was saying that he has a problem where the eels come out 
of other bodies of water and slither oh, like to he, the pond. Oh my god, like he didn't put eels No, in he didn't put... Why would you put eels in a pond? That's why you hate this movie. Is that true? <laughs> Can somebody look that up about the eels slithering on the earth? Okay, let's look it up because we gotta know. Can eels slither? <laughs> Can eels slither on land? Oh, fuck. That's like what comes up. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, so this is talking about like... Like water. So not only do <laughs> it's so funny when you Google something and they and they randomly. <laughs> this this <laughs> article here in this particular paragraph yeah, is they, exactly what you're looking uh, for. They, but they also like highlight certain words. Right. So so I'll, let me emphasize what's been bolded. Not only do they need them to live in, but they also need to have many waterways available nearby so they can tra- so they can travel to big rivers and on out to the sea. Believe it or not, eels actually crawl across land Ew. to get to other ponds and rivers. They can slither quite some distances, up to 400 meters. <laughs> oh, shit! 400 meters, that's, that's almost half a kilometer. Guys, How many my story is there? true. Your story is true. Papa, did I tell it good? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen an eel. I've never seen an eel. Uh, I've never seen this movie. Are those real eels, though? I mean, I guess so. I, I'm actually just remembering now. Um, after that... You have another story. <laughs> Alright, no, go after, ahead. After that, um, I started eating eel whenever what? I could. Why? Because if I, can, if I can eat it, that means I win. Um, you know what I mean? No. But, like, if, if I can eat the eel, the eel's not eating me. Right, if I can eat something, I I'm I've won. There's one of you, and do you want to know how many eels there are? No, <laughs> so many. Their eyes are on one side and the other <laughs> side. <laughs> like, like, can they can they see ahead of them? Can they only see what's beside them? No, oh, man, they're scoping out their prey at the same time. They're checking out their exit plan. But like, what about what's happening in front of them? They that, don't that's know. What, that's what they're eating. That's where the mouth is. Ooh, what do they eat? Everything. That's not true. Are they carnivores? Yeah, 100%. Have you seen those little gullets? Really? Yes! Like, same style, but, like, how, how do they do it? Like, you know, where a snake, like... Lunges? Like, <laughs> no, it, like, it, like, lunges, and, like, that's why they have, that's why they have all those crazy teeth, because they dig in, and then I think they just, like, munch, munch, munch. They're snakes of the water, man. They, they, the way a, a snake, like, pounces... That's eels, the right word. Eels do the but, same thing? Yeah. Where they kind of, like, recoil back and then... Boing. But then you have to recoil back because it's the water. Oh, fuck. They got all that pressure behind them. They just, like... Bow. What do they eat, though? Like, just little fish? Fish. But if they're on land, do they eat, like, little mice? Right, but, like, eel, eels aren't on land that... Like, they 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 travel from mm-hmm. one pond to another pond. So, like... They're not attacking mice during that travel time, I don't think. I, if I was standing on land and in their way... Yes. Would they attack me? I don't think so. I don't know, though. It depends on how hungry the eel is, right? If I was right? standing in water and in their way, would they attack me? I, I, I think if you had some, like, nice exposed flesh, maybe. Can I don't know. Tell? I've really vilified eels. No, you didn't. My... Eels have vilified eels. They're, That's fair. They're so gross. I don't think I mentioned this, but when they travel, they travel as a pack. Like, do they all wave in the same direction? I think... Kind of like, like, like... Finger curls in the twenties. I think that's exactly right. They they, fingle, <laughs> they finger curl in the twenties. Not what I thought. All the way. <laughs> that's huh. cute. We are the eels. <laughs> I have like a pack. <laughs> and it's song. So that's anyway. 
the the gate. Right. Okay. Has heels on it. So, but for that, like, medical symbol, mm-hmm. that's like, yeah, it's totally used in all sorts of hospitals and really, really, like, amped up in, like, film and cinema, is, are those snakes? I think so. Or are so. those just little curlies? No, those are snakes. Why? Yeah. Those Wait, are 100% snakes. Is it because snakes... Well, no, but it's leeches that pull out toxins from your body, so why are they snakes? But this is from, like, Greek Greek mythology, so I'm not... He was talking about Hermes and Nosferatu and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so I'm talking about Nosferatu, the great Greek god of, 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 of nighttime snacks. So we're in through the gate. And another thing about eels. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my own hell I've created for myself. It's fine. I've made my own eel hellscape that I will forever live in. So we go in the gate. Yep. And then we're finally at the wellness center. And it is beautiful. So <laughs> glorious. It, it does. It's cool. Yeah. Great. Great. I forget where they film this, but it looks awesome. It does. And they like, they get the, the sun flares and they blow it out with lighting. It's like the most beautiful thing. I want to go there. And there are lots of old people. Yeah. Just, like, they're having a great time. Playing. Croqueting it up. I was going to say bocce ball, but yeah, you're right. It is croquet. What's um, bocce ball? Bocce ball is the one where you like throw the white ball and then like everyone has a colored ball and they're trying to throw their ball closest to that white ball. Maybe the same thing as lawn bowling. I don't know. It's all old people games though. If you're out in the lawn, you have a ball in your hand. Bocce ball. Guess what? You're old. Guess what? You're old. <laughs> it's funny too. Earlier we talked about how like up on the hill, there's like it's like older technology and stuff. Right. <laughs> the first things we see when we go in there is like a golf cart drive by. That's right. So, That's right. So, so yeah. So generally, it is like older technology, but not completely. No. Yeah. I guess like vehicles are fine because well, you have to get the there. Car so, yeah. Is up yeah. There. Cars up there. It's not like it's not like when the driver's waiting out there with the car. Everybody up there is like giving them glares. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing here with that car? Right, right. <laughs> what is this mechanical more, beast that it's, you it's, it's the technology that allows you to communicate with the outside world that is frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Slash doesn't work because it's sabotaged. Right. So we do find that out in this scene. That yeah, yeah, that yeah. One of the one work. of his buddies tells him that. Right. We, we meet. We meet. Uh, uh, well. Jumping ahead a little bit, as he's walking into the 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 main entrance, he sees three people, three elderly patients, yes, in lounge chairs. One's doing a puzzle. The other two are playing checkers, chess, a card game. No, a card game. Neither <laughs> in the section. And they're sort of our. They're his friends. They're his. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, what's your definition of friend? Yeah, I actually have a. That's in, a great question. In general, I mean people that you like to spend time with. Okay, so so I don't think that they're his friends. Lockhart, like, constantly gives the this trio like the cold shoulder in this film, um, and they're sort of just like nice to him. They're sort of just nice to him, <laughs> and they just seem like nice. I can't, I don't think they have any real character traits except for Victoria Watkins. Yeah, yeah good job. Yeah, thank you. I saw Victoria written down in Ariane's page. So yeah, in the in the script, her name is Cheryl. Right, but in the movie, it is Victoria. So Victoria loves crossword puzzles. Yeah. Or puzzles in general. Right. Right. I think she gets a little, yeah, she yeah. like tries to dig into some history later. Mm. Um, she, she like Ariana, conspiracy theories and wants to crack that hidden history. That's right. Um, girl, Victoria. <laughs> but the other two are sort of just, I don't think they have like a, like a quirky trait about them. Um, just that they're not good at crossword puzzles. Right. And that's sort of our trio that 
color our film when we're not looking at Lockhart? Those two guys make it to the end of the movie. Victoria doesn't? No, she dies. She dies, yeah. We see her tossed. Yeah, that's like, right. Dumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those two other old guys are at the end of the movie. They're watching the crazy place burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's great. They they make it to the end. That's because they didn't get too close to the sun. That's true. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah, Victoria. Victoria wanted to know too much. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you when you need to know the truth. So so this is the first time getting to the wellness center, and the first time we get an idea of like what this like, what the cure for wellness might be, and it kind of seems like it's just like unplugging and and like being i don't know what being in a white robe and like being outside and like little slippers thought you ball yeah there's a lot more water-based things but not yet yeah like you said as of right now it really does just seem like it's just old people hanging out yeah and and everyone seems fairly content i didn't see a single frown yeah don't know if I saw a single smile. <laughs> That's not true. I will. I will. <laughs> let's like the guy who 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 gets Lockhart to get his ball. Oh for yes, him. That's that later, guy, though. that guy's pissed. So <laughs> later because he lost his ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so he goes. So Lockhart enters. He 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 says that he'll be twenty minutes to Enrico. So that's how that's how confident Lockhart is. I'm gonna go in here get Pembroke. It's gonna be so fast. And, and then, Enrico's like. No hurry. no hurry, and he's lighting a cigarette, and then he gives you the impression, like, sure, buddy, I know how this thing rolls. Like, I'll see you never. But I'm still gonna wait, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> On the off chance that I'm wrong. Yeah. And, yeah, and then he goes in. Mm-hmm. And then they have this amazing, conveniently placed sign about <laughs> visiting hours. 11 to 3. Right, because we meet this nurse at the front gate, or front front reception area. Does she have a name? Yeah, it's... The efficient... Efficient nurse? <laughs> yeah. The efficient nurse. 30s. Sits behind a reception desk. Engrossed by paperwork. Well, there's so much paperwork. I just can't look away. <laughs> Her uniform is plain white, like the decor, both modern and timeless. I don't know about that, but okay. Yeah. Read the, read the section about her accent. Uh, her accent gives her English an antiquated precision. So she... What? She's, like, like old-timey a little bit. She sounds old-timey. Like, how long have you been up here, miss? 200 years? <laughs> <sighs> and Gordon, Gordon, you were like, maybe she's British. Which also led to my... Because she does sound British in, in this section. For like, some of it. Not yeah. the first part, but the second part. She has, like, a couple lines. Mm-hmm. And it it, 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 like, moves around. Yeah. And I think for the most part, like, at, again... As a as a going back to like uh, a younger, more naive version of myself and watching this film and being like, okay, cool, this movie's like trying to fuck with me, like it's trying to throw me all over the place, like uh, get, keep me off kilter. I mean, I, I guess technically it is doing that. It's, I guess so. It's trying to do that. Yeah, I'm Maybe. not sure why though. Right. Like again, at this up up until literally up until the point they get to the desk, my running theory is, oh, okay, this is a dream. It's ten minutes in, and the audience has already figured that out. What a shitty movie. Um, boy, were you wrong. Boy, was I wrong. It's not a dream and it's not a shitty movie. 50%. 50% on the dot. Um, so, okay. So then he asks about Pembroke. To get Pembroke. Right? Yeah. And the, mm. and the nurse is like, sorry, visiting hours are over. And he checks his damn watch. <laughs> it's like seven minutes after three o'clock. Like, you know what? The audience feels for Lockhart here. It's like, come on. And he even says, I've come a long way. And she's like, no exceptions. And you're like, come on, lady. Why? We've all been there. 
Like, are you kidding me? It's even more frustrating when the closing time is, like, earlier than advertised. But this is, like, okay. Who hurt you? It's just, like, he had, he literally came from America to, to find this man. Right, he's only seven who, minutes late. Right, like, <laughs> right. what, like yeah. what's going on? What's Pembroke doing that he can't take a visitor? Also, who's setting up these visiting hours? Is it you guys? Like, what if Pembroke wants to see a visitor? It's a spa, not a prison. Yeah, hey, wait a second. How are there visiting visiting hours are for a place where like th- your 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 people, whether they be patients or whatever, are contained in some way. Yeah, people are wandering around all of the time. Like, what if Pembroke was outside? Yeah, like could 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 Lockhart not go visit with him? Like, why wasn't he immediate? Why was he let in through the gate if the visiting hours are over? Right. Is yeah, I guess at this point, that's a great that's a great point. At this point in the film, he's a visitor. Yeah. And yeah, Pembroke is in the captive. I mean, they all they're all captive in some way. But I don't know, it just makes me really cranky. And then it's like, okay, had he arrived a little bit earlier, like wh- how would this movie have gone? Yeah, that's the movie I want to see. So I want to see that these, where I love he these alternate realities. Hi, I'm here to see uh Ronald Pembroke. Oh, right this way, sir. Comes and sees him. They probably have a conversation similar to the one where they're in the sauna, but, like, Pembroke can't, like... Teleport? Underwater. Remember he goes underwater? Yeah. He can't teleport. You know the room It's changes. possible that the movie plays out the exact same way. Then why Then why even have this bit? Because, be, because, be, because he gets to ask to see a manager, and that's some great character work. Right. Is it? Can I see a manager, please? <laughs> I want to talk to a manager. No, it's for a manager I can speak to. It's like a little. It's like a little less like mom with a like. That's that's exactly what I was yeah. saying. I'd like to talk to your supervisor, please. And then he gets efficient nurse. <laughs> she's not even that efficient. Why no, is she she's, efficient? She's like not efficient at all. I guess she was engrossed by that paperwork yeah. earlier, so you know she's working hard. So then, yeah, then he gets turned away. He goes. Outside. Outside. Meets our little gang. Yeah, yeah. We'll call them the... The... the, the tr- something trio. The trio. The... They're always playing games. Or, like, working on crosswords or, or and stuff. Maybe they're like the... The puzzle pack. The puzzle pack. The okay, puzzle. great. We got the puzzle pack. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. And then... Lockhart's trying to get reception on his phone. It's not working. It's not working. You won't get any service here. Part of the treatment. <laughs> And, uh, and then, okay, right, and then he, f- a man hits a croquet ball too hard. Yeah, yeah. So a guy accidentally hits his ball into the bushes, and he wants Lockhart to go get it. Right. He's, like, kind of pissed about it, which yeah. is funny. That's Jesus. so funny. Do you mind? <laughs> it's like, okay, buddy, I'll go get your ball. And he's quite far away. He doesn't approach <laughs> yeah. to, like... Yeah. So, so Lockhart goes to get it, but while he's, like, rifling through the bushes, it's beside this, like... I don't know what you call it, a great? Great. 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 <laughs> and, like, he hears this weird noise, which... A barred half-circular opening in the foundation. Yeah. Some might call that a great. Others in my car would call it a barred half-circular hole in a foundation. And there's a sound coming from it. Which and I, I kind of think sounds like a little bit like a train. What does it sound like, Gordon? It, it sounded like, kind of like... Something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that's that's right. Yeah, um, and it's like obviously like ooh, there's something mysterious down there. Mm. Only because there's like music playing 
on top of it. That's like, super fair. There's not. I I don't know if I saw a grate outside. <laughs> I wouldn't wonder why there was water. Like, it's the same thing if you walked, like, over maybe, like, a, like, a, yeah, like, a sewer grate by the curb or, like, even an open manhole and you heard running water. <laughs> I, right. I wouldn't be like, oh, what the fuck's going on down there? <laughs> but it doesn't sound like running water. It sounds like a train. Right. Well, maybe that's a sound design mistake. Because we do find out that down there, there is water. There is water. Right, so that's like, what it is. Yeah. So what's the problem? Because even in the script, it says, from within... <laughs> We hear a sound, a trick of acoustics that amplifies the sucking furnace sound of flowing water. So I don't know what sucking furnace sound means, but the, the last part is flowing water. So I'm not, there's nothing mysterious about flowing right, water. Right, so in the context of this scene, it's like, if there wasn't any sound design going on, it's just a guy going up to a sewer grate and being like, what the hell is that noise? Yeah. Running water? <laughs> and it could be anything. It could be, it could be a pump. Like it's this is a whole this is a whole like a whole establishment. It can be literally anything down there. The the best part of this whole sequence is that he gets like jolted back to reality <laughs> by the guy who asked him to go get the ball, who has now approached, could have very easily just gotten the ball himself. And Do you t- mind? <laughs> that guy. Again. And he just says, Thank you. But he says thank you before it's like it's like Lockhart hasn't gotten the ball yet. Mm. So it's like, Thanks. You gonna hand that to me? <laughs> Like this guy, this guy feels so much like a like a side quest character where it's like, <laughs> young boy, would you fetch me my ball? Thank you. And then like little EXP <laughs> shows up above Lockhart's head. It's like such a little tangent. Um, but yeah, I guess the whole this is all like a DSX machina to get him to hear that there's something mysterious happening underneath the facilities. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And that's that's it. Is that the end of the sequence? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, what we watch. Because then the next, because the next portion is when we start meeting people who are like running the show. Mm-hmm. So this is this is Lockhart's first introduction to the wellness center. And it's ours. It's interesting. Like the next scene in the script is him actually meeting Hannah, which does not happen in the movie. Mm-hmm. So script's jumbled all around. Yeah, that tells a really different story. Because mm. um, he doesn't even... Correct me if I'm wrong, he doesn't even see Hannah until he's leaving. Until he's driving away. Yeah, and he sees, like, a figure standing on the castle. Which is way more like... Yeah. Yeah, and even in this section, it really says that, like, um, she... Uh, well, I can't find it here, but she... Uh, she seems like... The, she, like, reminds him of the ballerina. Mm. Like, which, again kind of uh, it's all a dream. forcing this like dream sequence thing or whatever. Um, oh, by the way, um, yeah, my, my like guess on the twist changes throughout the film. Right. And up until like halfway through this point, I'm thinking is a dream. When he goes to the desk, my theory changes. And my new theory is, oh my God, he's a patient. He's always been a patient. Everything that's happened before was like, um, like, a, like a, those memories exist, but we're showing them, we're showing these two things like jam together. We're really like, he's just kind of going up to the counter and being like, hi, I'd like to see Pembroke. And they're like, Oh, okay. That would explain the nurse's attitude. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and there are later sequences. It's that, like, the same kind of attitude. Yeah. Know? Where it's very much this like pleasant, like, um, placation of like, sure. Like maybe later. And everyone's already buddy, buddy with him. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was like, Oh shit. It's a, is that the twist of Shutter Island? 
Is it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's Shutter Island. Spoilers. Sorry. Show. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know you guys aren't listening to the Shutter Island podcast. You can check that out on our on our on our, our sister our podcast. Sister the network. cure for a Shutter Island. <laughs> the shot for a Shutter Island. <laughs> so that's where we're at in this film. Yeah. Um. At least we're at the wellness center now, and we're gonna meet uh, a manager. We meet. <laughs> 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 he meets the supervisor, director. deputy director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's funny in your in my memory. It's like we're gonna meet Volmer soon. Me too. But that's not true. It's, we we yeah. don't meet Volmer until after the accident, which right. I think we'll I think we'll probably cover that stuff on the next episode. Yeah. I kind of like this format. I like this format too. We watch we watch until we feel like we've watched enough. Yeah. So I guess we're not going to tell you what to watch next time. You guys are just going to have to see if you're on the same page as us. Watch until you've watched enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're, we're still figuring this out. We're playing it by ear. It's great. We don't have to get Ariana to record uh, the next timestamp. Yeah. Because <laughs> we, we don't know it. true anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So we, like the film A Cure for Wellness, are taking twists and turns. You can't predict us. We're, 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 we're ducking and weaving. We're pivoting and, and passing over. Bocce ball. Bocce ball. That's how you play the game. You know, watch out for those balls, because we're, we're ducking and weaving all around. <laughs> all right, so I guess this is going to be our new format. Uh, thank you so much for listening and bearing with us and following along, and we're going to catch you on the next episode. Mm. This show is hosted by Jean-Michel Cliche, Arietta Martinez, and Gordon Myhan, and is produced by Hot Garbage Comedy Collective. Like us on Facebook at The Cure for a Cure for Wellness, and follow us on Twitter at The Cure for a Cure. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.